This is Jocko Underground Podcast number 77, sitting here with Echo Charlie. What's happening, Echo Charles? Oh, hi. Okay. We can do it like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, negotiation. A negotiation, whoever cares the least wins. I saw this little clip uh, from Tim Ferriss the other day. Mm-hmm. And that is a true statement, right? When you're in negotiation, if you don't really care, you have leverage because you're not concerned. Well, I was, uh, I was buying a car many, many moons ago. My uncle, both my uncles. Actually, I have two uncles. They're both car salesmen. They're, they're retired now. Mm-hmm. But I was buying this car, and I called my one of my uncles, and I said, hey, here's what's going on. Here's the car. Here's the the package that it comes with and whatever. And I told him what the price was. And he, I said, you know, what do you think? And he says, it's not a hateful price. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, what, what does that mean? What should I do? And he goes, walk away, they'll call you. Mm. And I, was, I said, well, I kind of like this car, you know, he goes, walk away, they'll call you. Mm. I said, all right. So I walked away, they called. You know, they they adjusted their figures. Mm. Why? Because I acted like I didn't care. Mm. And they did. They want to sell that car. So, you know, this is one of the reasons I can't really go shopping for big ticket items with my wife. Yeah. Because she'll just walk up, look at a car, or look at a house and just be like, oh, I love this. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. She's, get, she's better now. I've, you know. You trained like, her? Yeah. We didn't train her. She's not a dog, but we have discussed protocols sure. when looking at properties or when looking at big ticket items, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the, that being said, a long time ago, you and I talked about something that's kind of the opposite of that, and that is there's some environments where whoever cares the most is most likely going to win. Cause, and that's because, this is like in a team environment, in a work environment, the person that cares the most is probably gonna win because, because they won't stop until they do, mm. right? So because they care, they're gonna make maneuvers, they're gonna outlast, they're gonna out hustle, they're gonna, they're gonna do things that the person that doesn't care is not gonna do. So when you're going through life, make sure you know who you are and make sure you know where you're at and make sure you know who you're contending with. If you're at work, you gotta care. Hmm. If you're in negotiation, you better not care. (laughs) (laughs) And it's important to know what you're up against, right? Know who you're up against. And you're negotiating with someone, you gotta know, you gotta understand how much they care about the thing. And then you know what you're dealing with. Because if they don't care, then you you gotta understand that. You don't have much leverage. If you're at work, how much do they care? Do they care more than you? Are they willing to go the distance? Because you might be wasting energy trying to fight somebody that really cares and they're gonna win. So you gotta understand who you're up against, in what scenario it is, and then you gotta address it appropriately. And then, on top of that, these areas, these ideas kind of collide when it comes to leadership. Because when it comes to leadership, 
one thing that leaders mess up is they care too much about the wrong things. So they care too much about things that they shouldn't be caring about. They don't care enough about things that they should. One thing that generally leaders care too much about is they care too much about their own ideas. They care too much about their own thing, their own idea, the plan that they came up with. They care too much about that. They also care too much when you're in a leadership position about who gets the credit, right? About who said more in the meeting, right? These are things that people in leadership perspective, in leadership positions, they care about and they shouldn't freaking care about those things. Leaders sometimes care too much about themselves and what, how this impacts them. When what leaders should really care about isn't who gets the credit, isn't whose idea it is, isn't who said more in the meeting. What they should really care about, obviously, is their people. Because if you take care of your people, your people will take care of you. So let's think about that. The, the way caring impacts different situations leadership situations, team situations, negotiation situations. Just think about it. Know yourself. Know your level of care. Know what you're caring about. Know your, your teammate, your opponent, your counter in negotiation, and know where they're at and what they care about. Yeah, I caught that Tim Ferriss clip as well. Oh, you that did? Was good. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like whoever cares the most is going to spend the most right oh, for sure essentially and i don't mean spend necessarily just money i mean they're going to give out or uh they're going to expend the most yes, you know they if are. they care because they care you know so negotiation it works against you yeah because yeah. negotiation usually you want to get the most not expend the most mm-hmm. so yeah that makes sense yeah that was a good clip i thought there you go but as soon as i saw it i thought <clears throat> about that conversation we had a long podcast a long time ago yeah there were some things in the in the military that I cared about, and it would take a while, but we'd we'd, we'd end up with a v, with a with a W. <laughs> the W. Uh, your uncle's a car dealer, uh, car salesman. Salesman. Yeah. Um, They're retired now. So, but they got the, all the inside tips or oh, what? Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's new age. Stuff it was too. it was yeah, it, there is new age stuff, but it was kind of nice to have them on my side back in the burger. Oh, yeah. when was that? Like my entire Roughly. adult life. No, that that you that particular situation was um, the nineties, the late nineties. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So last uh, encounter I had with the car salesman, mm-hmm. I knew that I knew the tips. Oh, and yeah. My wife, she's down for the cause. Oh, she worse than hot. me. Oh, oh yeah, she's the kind where like the opposite of your wife. I mean, yeah, like yeah. she'll go in just knowing Cold. like nobody. Probably her dad, my father-in-law, mm-hmm. is freaking hardcore. Mm-hmm. As far as negotiation, that kind of stuff. So anyway, so she's like that too. We go in, and I knew, I knew all the tactics. Well, mm-hmm. most of them anyway. I looked, mm-hmm. at, looked them up. We knew that. Uh, sorry, Carl Salesman. I'm going to give away some of the secrets. So they do like certain things, and I'm just paying attention. And I'm assuming they're doing all of this stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they'll give you a good deal on it if you go financing with them because they of make course. money off the financing. Yeah. I've even heard of, and I don't know if they're doing this, but you got to kind of know this stuff where um, they'll bug the office yeah and then when they leave they record the conversation they listen for more information for more leverage or whatever gotta know that kind of stuff too (laughs) i'm not saying they do that because i don't know i don't think that's legal is it i don't know but i've heard of that and then um what was the last one oh yeah so the guy my 
salesman. He wasn't like an older, he was a younger guy. Mm-hmm. And he did jujitsu at Atos. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bond with this guy and I'm going to flip him to give out all the secrets. See what I'm saying? Uh-huh. We did it. So we Wait, like, like sat down, like, give me the secrets? Or he was like, uh, you mean for the deal, gave you a good deal? Yeah. So, but, but in, the, in this sense where this is what happened, we, I ended up talking to him and, you know, and we kind of created a relationship where now he's not negotiating on behalf of the company. He's just kind of broiling out with me. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he even said, and he had his like mask on. This was back in the day where he had to wear masks and he like, Totally like takes off his mask. He's like, hey, they make their money on the fi- giving up all the goods. They make yes. the money on the financing. So you just got to this and that. And let me get do this. And he's like doing all this stuff. He didn't have that much power. He's like, but let me tell my manager this and that. And then we ended up getting a good deal. There you go. Yeah, yeah there's definitely some tactics and counter tactics. The funny thing is like here in San Diego back in the day, the there's an area mile of cars. Yeah, that's where I got my first car in San Diego. Yeah, so they, those guys are like sharks down there. They're looking for those young military dudes. Bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I remember I'd go to look for a car, yeah. and like I was kind of read in on the game yeah. because of my uncles. Yeah. So, But you'd walk on that lot, and they would be on you, bro, on you, yeah. like ready to make a deal, Yeah, ready to make a deal. And you know, the, back in those days, I mean, they're like, hey, what kind of payment do you want? They don't care. Yeah, they, I got, they're, they're, they're just ready to break stuff down for you. <laughs> they're going to figure like it out. Like, yeah. how much how much of a payment can you afford? And then we'll yeah. get you a car that kind of matches that payment yeah, based on our price. price. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry about the price. I got got with that, by the way. Oh, my you second did. car. Oh, oh no. yeah. What happened? That, I was like, and here's the What bag. kind of car was it? Cadillac. You like those caddies, don't you? Yeah. After actually, after that car, I was oh, like, yeah, I remember like, that. Ca- I remember that Cadillac. Yeah, CTS, the, right? Yep. CTS. Yeah. So but not I, a CTSV. No, no, no. Okay. So that was, and here's another little tactic too, and this goes for a lot of businesses in life. But um, the the guy who did it was a friend of a friend. So you, and so he's like, no, I'll tell him you'll get a good deal, right? You'd think, oh, freak yeah, friend, it's my friend. You know, it's kind of one of my good friends too. Damn. And he was a friend of a friend. So, of course, I go in thinking I'm getting a good deal when most of the time now, and guess who told me this? My wife. She's like, no, that's when the guys really capitalize because they know that you as a friend of a friend or a friend, like you don't want to disappoint them with like, oh, the deal falling apart, you know? (laughs) So you're going to, you have some skin in the game in that way where you don't want to let them down either, you know, kind of a thing. And if they know that, they're just going to take advantage of you. I was like, huh, that's weird. So um, she actually scolded me for getting that car without her, by the way. But so I went and I was like, hey, this is my budget. This <laughs> is how much scolded. I want to. Oh, yeah. Big time. Jack. And try to bring it up now. Next time you see her, yeah, and she'll, she'll probably feel some kind of way. This still, is the black one with not tinted windows, right? Um, I, yeah. No tinted windows. Yeah. That was kind of weird. I, I don't understand cars without tinted windows. Yeah. I guess. Some cars. Maybe you should have negotiated that into I the know, plan. Man, I should have. Okay. So but anyways, he yeah. was like, uh, I was like, hey, this is my budget. Like, I can't spend over this. He's like, oh, okay. Well, you know, and I'm thinking total price, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. And then he's like, oh, yeah. What kind of payment? Like, what payment can you afford? And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this much or whatever. So this one, at the end of the day, he goes, hey, this is the payment. $100 more than you said. He's like, but don't worry. Like, think about it. Like, you can afford this. And just convincing me that I can afford it. He knows my budget. All of my, you know, all of a sudden. So I'm like, all right. I was like, what's the total price? He's like, bro, don't worry about the total price. Like, we get these cars at all these all different prices or whatever. Don't worry about that. Because we're not, we're not focused on us making the profit. We just want this to fit your payment budget. So look, and you can afford this. Because look, you figure this and that. Yeah, and bro, he totally crushed. convinced me. Crushed. 
completely. Do you know crushed. what you did when you ran the calculations? What did you pay for that car? <laughs> What's it worth? <laughs> no, I didn't run the car. I ended up, well, luckily at that time, I was only making a certain amount of money, and then I ended up, you know, doing better with my work and stuff. So I ended mm-hmm. up just paying it off. But this was, here's, here was the time. This is when I really knew, like, okay, I, I completely got screwed because. Sarah gets on the phone with him and says, hey, I don't want one of those payments that you only pay interest first. You know, first you yeah. just pay interest only for like mm-hmm. a while and then it slowly changes. She's like, hey, I don't want that that payment for him. Like I want the one where you're paying like just as much, like a flat right. rate or you're whatever. You're paying down the principal out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just a flat rate kind of a thing. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got you. No, Don't worry. I got, it. I got the deal almost done already. And yes, you got that. She's like, okay. And she's like, whatever. Sure enough. Freaking we look at like all the records or whatever. No, interest only for like so long. Totally lied. And I'm like, but what are you going to do? I'm not going to go scold my friend's friend. How long was the payment plan? Was it like 72 months? Six years. Yeah. God. 60. Yeah, that was the plan. Do you remember the payment? Four fifty-five or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's real. Yeah, you can you can charge. Uh, I think they can charge twenty-four point nine nine percent interest too. So yeah. like these young Navy dudes, bro, or these young Marines, they roll out and they're looking at like a brand new Camaro. Yeah, Camaro. The, uh, it's a dream, bro. They're eighteen years old. Yeah. And you're getting a brand new Camaro. Yeah. Think about that. You're 18 years yeah. old. You're getting a brand new Mustang yep. or a super a super duty yep. freaking F350. Yep. Hell yeah. You don't know that you're paying it for eight years. Yeah. And it's cost you $142,000. <laughs> so that's real. They get that. It's weird. It's also weird how emotional cars are to buy. Yeah. Well, and the car people love Americans. Yeah. I mean, maybe everyone does, but Americans really, a lot of Americans really like cars. You know what's weird, bro? I was thinking about that on the way over here, literally. Like, what? Like, what's the, and here's why. Here's my little conclusion. You ready for it? So, the typical American does only a handful of things, and it depends on what city you're in, too, mm-hmm. by the way, because some cities, like, cars yeah. are not really that much, but as much of a thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we live in California and stuff. So, you only do a handful of things, right, as a person. Yeah. And then from there, House, it's work, like, car, yeah, from there, it's just a few things, a few yeah. minutes a week or something, yeah. you know, like when you think about it, right? And then reduce the thing to things that have to do more with your identity. It's going to be your clothes, mm-hmm. maybe your haircut or whatever. If you're a girl, the makeup, you put, how you put it, you know, basically your clothes, your car, because you go places, right? Mm-hmm. The car is essentially an extension of yourself. Um, so, yeah, clothes, car. And maybe some people their house. Well, I was going to say your house, but no, not as many people see your house as they yep. do your car. Everyone exactly, sees your car. Exactly right. It goes with you pretty much everywhere you go. You know? I, th- I was going to say, see, Americans, when you get a car, most most places, it's a freedom, right? Yeah. It represents freedom. Yeah. But then it also represents, for a lot of people, status. Yeah. Like, oh, this is... You know, I'm being seen in this car like I was rolling in a 1997 Dodge Grand Caravan with a taped shut window. Yep. But you, the, my conclusion is a car is an extension of your identity yeah. or, or is intertwined with your identity. And that makes perfect sense, even for what you just said, where you can be like, oh, yeah, I had a Dodge Caravan because I didn't care. But I was like, yeah, that's your freaking identity. Like, just mm. like you don't have a Rolex, mm-hmm. just like you don't wear like these $2,000 suits <laughs> ever. You know, most people with, you know, who get, who, who. That's within their budget. We'll say right. people with money, they're gonna have nice suits. They're gonna have like a like a nice 
car probably yeah. it's pretty rare that's why like when you th- when you th- when you think of an uh like if you know of a millionaire or, or someone with a lot a lot of money and they drive their old truck it's like it stands out a lot everyone mm. remembers that guy because it's so rare Dude, grab any millionaire from san diego they're gonna drive a nice car yeah. straight up they're not well, driving the what's, caravan what's crazy is you grab just about anyone from san diego and yeah. they've put way more oh, money than yeah. they should into that vehicle that's the identity bro. right that's they like identity. that vehicle if you have someone who considers car part of status you're gonna find something else of theirs that's gonna play the same role in their life like clothes wait if or they whatever. if they like the car status yeah they're also going to like the clothes status you're probably going to find that same pattern in something else of theirs you, like you their can clothes. get sucked into any of those things though like the what you mentioned the watches yeah. like people are into watches people pay 20 30 40 50 thousand dollars for a watch bro and yeah. it doesn't have a stopwatch on it either by the way yeah it doesn't have like a two you can't get like two time zones or whatever yeah. no, right, <laughs> it doesn't right. have the, the digital date like the functionality yeah. is lame yeah, and yet people will spend all kind. They have them in case, like a little uh, watch uh, display, display thing yeah. that automatically winds them. I'm like, I got a battery, bro. I'm <laughs> winding things up. I know, but again, well, okay, and then then this goes for cars as well. Where some people they they just like cars. They're into cars. Yep. So and that's I, I actually than the do like cars. You know, I appreciate a cool car. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I like that 1973 Ford Econoline van because it looks legit. Right. You so, know what I'm saying? Yeah, fully. And and so there's a difference between liking cars, like just as a as a subject or whatever. You know, like some people they love airplanes. Some people, mm-hmm. some kids they like dinosaurs or whatever. You know, they know about all the di- different dinosaurs and all the when they lived and all this stuff. So so guys are like that with cars. They know the For 1969. Sure. You know. Camaro, whatever the cars are, and uh, they and that that's what they're into. They're into even a lot of times they're into like even the engine parts and the and, the, sure. and the, you know the mechanism stuff like that. That's different than the status. Yeah, it's different than I want the BMW 974i yeah, or whatever. The most expensive one, or yeah, exactly right. The status part of it, or the Rolls Royce Phantom. That's what I want to drive. You know, um, and I'm not saying if you like that, that's what it is. I'm just saying that's what it can look like. Same thing for watches. Mm-hmm. Some people are there just into that watch. That's that new rare one with a sapphire. I don't know something yeah. made out of sapphire, and then the, uh, or the the rare rare Rolex or whatever, right? right? And they're right. into watches. They got like you know a thousand of them because they're really into them. Mm-hmm. But some people they're just like, no, I just want a Rolex because it's status. You see, what I'm saying it's the same kind of pattern. Got it, got it. I always when I drive by like apartments that people are renting. And there's nice cars outside the apartments, like really nice cars, Mercedes, BMWs, Cadillacs, this kind of thing, Lincolns. Yeah. I'm always a little bit, kind of feeling a little bit disappointed that you went and bought that Mercedes or that Cadillac. You probably could have bought a little house somewhere or like a, you know, a piece of real estate. Oh yeah, from the that's going to appreciate hopefully in value much more than your. Your BMW is not going to appreciate in value. Yeah, from a financial planning standpoint, oh, for, for sure, sure. It makes sense. And like, so think about this though. Like, what if you had, and obviously, let's say a person had um, two million dollars, mm-hmm. and that's like kind of more. Let's say they made. Let's say actually, how about this? Half a million dollars a year they made, Kay. right? So it's not like they're not like top point zero one percent, but like they're like doing it though. Well, in America, just to just to let you know, four hundred thousand. It's around four hundred thousand dollars a year puts you in the top one percent. Okay, 
So, um, so they're in the top 1%. But they're making 500 Gs. Some of these nice condos, like they're super nice condos, mm-hmm. maybe like six, seven, eight, nine, ten grand a month. Mm-hmm. They're condos, they're apartments or whatever, and then there's going to be a nice car like that in front, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, basically the question is this. If you make a lot of money, there's it, de- it depends what kind of person you are, to d- which will determine what you spend your money on. Some people, they'll get money and be like, okay, for security reasons, I'm going to make as much money as I can, so I'm safe. I got a safety net. I got you know, and they ha- and they look at it from a financial stability and safety standpoint. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, hey, really, the primary reason to make extra money beyond what I need, like beyond like you know. Is to have fun. Is to have fun, <laughs> to bolster my identity, maybe to score chicks, um, maybe to uh, live experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people, they just travel. They're like, man, I just want to travel. I want to buy a deck out, a big sprinter or something like this and just deck it out. Mm-hmm. Put some solar panels on there too and just travel and surf or whatever. And that's literally what what the ideal money scenario would be, you know. So basically the point there is when you make money, like different people have different ideas ideas of what money yeah. should be spent on and yes it i think we look at financial stability as a smart thing yeah we do but not but some not a lot of people does. don't look at it like yeah. it's everything you know and when you're an 18 year old marine <laughs> you're not you roll onto the-, the car lot and that dude's got a freaking brand new camaro so that is a little excerpt of what we are doing on the jocko underground podcast so if you want to continue to listen go to jockounderground.com and subscribe and we're doing this we're doing this to mitigate our reliance on external platforms so we are not subject to their control and we are doing this so that we can support the Jocko podcast which will remain as is free for all as long as we can keep it that way but we but we are doing this so we don't have to be under the control of sponsors and we're doing it so we can give you more control, more interaction, more direct connections, better communications with us. And to do that, we are we're building a website right now where we'll be able to utilize to strengthen this legion of troopers that are in the game with us. So thank you. It's jockounderground.com. It costs $8.18 a month. And if you can't afford to support us, we can still support you. Just email assistance at jockounderground.com and we'll get you taken care of. Until then, we will see you mobilized underground.